gentlemen, we are back with Talking Elite. It, thank you guys so much um, for all the support, all the love. Um, and thank you guys so much for understanding mental health is a serious thing. So I'm back, recharged, ready to go. I am super excited. And we have some new people on the podcast. Um, so let me introduce you guys to my tag team panel. We have a great selection. We have the most professional podcaster. We have Zach. Zach, how are you doing today, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good, Lane. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. I'm just starting out my journey, but I'm uh, very grateful to be here with you all and talk about the greatest sport in all the universe. Amen, brother. Amen. Hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. This is our, our first time actually speaking, so I'm excited to get to know you and this show's going to be awesome. I'm super excited for you to kick it off with us tonight. Um, next, we have the Bubba to my Devon. We have the Bearded Runner. There we go. We have Adam. Adam, how you doing? I'm good. It's good to see you, Lane. So I'm glad you got that uh, that little break for yourself, you know. So I know Connor and I have been talking about how much we miss you. So, so it's good to see you again. Yeah, I missed you guys too. Like, I like I was just sitting there, you know, a few of the nights when I was kind of just recharging. And I'm like, man, I bet they're having so much fun watching this. And oh, I just wish I was I, sh I should just I should just come back, but I wasn't fully ready. So yeah. So and then finally we have the genius. We have the wild card. We have the guy that predicted CM Punk coming back to collision. We yep. have Connor. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh I'm glad that we were able to bring this show back. Uh, I know a lot of people wanted it back, so I'm glad we were able to, as Excalibur said, uh, give the people what they want. So, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see, unlike you know, unlike you know what happened a few years ago with the Authority figure line, we actually listen to our fans. So yeah, it's a real pleasure to have you know have you guys on. Uh, Talking Lee is back, and I am super stoked. Uh, we have a lot of cool things in the work. Uh, for the show, we have a new logo. We have a new video coming soon for an intro. Uh, we all have been putting in a lot of work behind the scenes just for this relaunch, and I'm super excited. So, gentlemen, we have a big story to talk about tonight, don't we? <laughs> big one. Just a little bit. You know, all the, just you know, a little one. Yeah. Well, we, I think we knew that collision was coming, um, but I am so glad it's officially made. Tony Khan announced it. And I cannot be, you know, more stoked to have a new show on Saturday night. Mm. I feel like it's paying homage to WCW. Like, what do you guys think? Well, I guess I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> well, well, obviously the logo. I know Eric Bischoff raised a fit about that. Uh, <laughs> the collision logo and <laughs> the stuff like that. But it looks good. Uh, mm. And I had to tell him that WCW did go out of business, so. You know, they don't have rights. He doesn't have rights to that anymore. Technically, Vince would, but I doubt he even cares anymore. But now I'm curious to see what the stage is going to be, because I know someone made a thing with CM Punk in the old WCW stage. So I'm wondering how they're going to do the stage. But uh, I really like the, everything that they've done so far for Collision. Like the yeah. matches and everything. Um yeah, we'll get talking about the main event here very shortly. But, you know, I feel like you kind of have to have a different stage setup than 
dynamite. I feel like you have to either pay homage to WCW, um, bring the tunnels back. I don't like. I don't know if you would do something like that, or just do something crazy and different. Like I think that's something that I think you gotta start off with a bang and have that separation, um, not just from WCW but from Dynamite too. Like I know that's something that WWE has done well, where they've had different set pieces for different shows over the years. So hopefully we'll get something really cool. Uh, Zach, what do you think about it? Do you think we're gonna see a pretty good stage set up for it or pay homage to WCW? What's your feelings on it? Well, yeah. So like just hearing hearing you talk, Connor, it, it brought me back to my childhood, right? When I fell in love with pro wrestling and it was a Saturday night main event uh, when Bret Hart faced uh, Papa Shango, I believe. And uh, Shawn Michaels won the IC title against the British Bulldog. So I, I, I have that, oh, that emotional tie to Saturday night. And I do agree. It reminds me also of that Saturday night wwe or i'm sorry wcw show um so yeah i i hope that they they use the the past um and to influence this creation i i don't want it to look the same but i want to see that influence and that's why i love AEW too because they pay homage to to the past yeah i i totally agree so it's gonna be fun to see um adam what's your thoughts on the on almost like being similar to wcw with you know being on tnt the logo what's what's your feelings on it well I'm with Zach here. Uh, I grew I grew up during the the Monday Night War era. Um, I got to see WCW go head to head with WWE uh, F at the time or WWE now. Um, I I got to enjoy that. Um, I watched even when SmackDown launched in the late '90s. Watched that that set with the fist coming through was kind of an awesome set for my eyes. I mean that was the coolest you know pro wrestling company set I've ever seen in in my life. Um, and then obviously, you know, you had companies like ECW who didn't have the money and the finances to get those crazy sets, but they had the greatest stories going on in ECW. They had some of the, you know, most extreme moments and everything like that. Um, so it does kind of bring back some of that childhood memory for me. And I'm actually excited that, uh, AEW actually has now another two hour show, um, I know we're probably going to get into it, but with the size of our roster, you know, now we're going to be able to see more of the wrestlers featured on um, both of these shows and, and including Rampage, too, on Fridays. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super excited for it. Um, like I said, it's coming up here actually very fast. Isn't what less than two weeks away now? <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. going to be uh, it's it's crazy. That's going to happen. And then. Um, let's address the um, cult of personality elephant in the room. And um, actually had a lot of positive feedback. I know there's a few fans are really butthurt for some reason about Punk coming back. But CM Punk is officially coming back. Uh, what did you guys take on that? Should they have announced it like they did? Or do you think they should have like waited and have it be the first moment a surprise when Collision went on air? Like, What's your guys' thoughts on that? I uh, I guess everyone knows if you've been watching this podcast, I've pushed for this a lot. Uh, but we, we talked about a little bit last night that it's not going to have the same impact as it did for Rampage. Uh, but I get the reason why they advertised him ahead of time for ticket sales, ratings, stuff like that, uh, which they could have had the six men, the main event, which we'll get to later, they could have put that main event out and had FTR as a mystery person and just put, just had the mystery person be punk. Uh, but I like the way Tony did it. Uh, he uh, just flat out said CM Punk. 
he didn't waste any time. He just came out and flat out and just flat out said it. Uh, I'm excited for Punk to be back, uh, especially with the first matchup he's going to be in. Uh, a lot of history with uh, someone that he'll be going against. Uh, then st- something new uh, with uh, two people who's in the main event that Punk's never worked with. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for Rampage. I think that mm-hmm. they did they did it best. Uh, but I, I think before they announced it, fans were under the assumption that Punk was going to be there, uh, just with the rumors. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they I think he did it the best way he could have. Yeah, I um, I was kind of thinking about it because like I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I wish they would have kept it for a surprise, but the business side of me is like, okay, like we are like we're struggling a little bit with ticket sales. We need that draw to come in for Collision, and especially with being Chicago. And as soon as they announced it, it's pretty much what almost sold out right now, if I remember correctly, or getting pretty close. So yeah. I feel like I can see both sides of it. I wish it was a surprise, like because. I think that would have been like a great pop, especially um, when we do our live reaction for it. But yeah. I'm excited to see how he's going to come out, how he's going to play with everybody. You know, I'm excited to see if it's going to lead into, you know, potentially, you know, at Wembley Stadium. Hopefully it leads to him versus Kenny Omega or, you know, CMFTR versus the Elite. So, you know, there's a lot that's going to happen. I think, you know, I think that with this second show, it's going to really help push. Um, both stories of if they want to play off of the elite versus uh, CM Punk and FTR. Um, what do you think, uh, Zach, about the announcement? Like, were you okay with it? Were you like, w- like, run me through your process. Like, were you like happy that he's back? Were you concerned? What, what was going through your head? Um, so, yeah, I agree with you, Lane, in, in regards to the business side. Uh, I, I totally get why they did it. Like, as soon as he announced that, collision was premiering in chicago i'm like oh yeah cm punk coming back um but yeah no i'm a huge um as as they say i'm a huge mark for cm punk (laughs) you know um i i love him i love him ever since i'd say probably like 2000 what was that 2011 that SummerSlam when they had that storyline after the the pipe bomb um and he took that belt from uh from cena and like ever since then like he had me um and when he left when he left wwe it it did break my heart so i empathize with that guy who cried on tv you know (laughs) a lot of people gave him heat but i was like no no i i get it um and then he left again i'm like oh man like (laughs) so but i am i'm very excited for him to come back and to make this this show like his show and put his artistic uh touch on it if you will yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited to see especially with having miro come back um having mm. you know, there's just there's so much possibility with collision and when cm especially with cm punk i knew that he was going to come back because there was no way that one his relationship with tony khan still pretty pretty well from what i've gathered backstage and dirt sheets but who knows what dirt sheets anymore at this point but <laughs> but but just just looking at it you know it's money wise it's gonna make money even like because people are gonna tune in just to hate on it people are gonna tune in just because they love and support cm punk so either way AEW is gonna get those viewerships back up i would say probably you'll probably crack at least a million maybe a million 
and a quarter, I'm guessing, for that first episode. But I think we're I think with the steam and just the energy, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see an almost like a almost like a renaissance of AEW. I feel like we're in like in a second portion. Unfortunately, they've kind of gone away from some of the things from the original, you know, conception, like the you know, the rankings. But I think now I feel like we have a lot of steam going ahead. Uh, Adam, like, what do you, what do you think about it? Do you think um, do you think CM Punk's gonna help the situation? Uh, do you think it's going to progress AEW, or do you think we're kind of going back to before brawl out? Uh, well, I, I myself, like Zach and Connor, am a CM Punk mark. Um, I mean, I'm originally from Chicago, you know, I'm, you know, I'm with, I'm with Pepsi Phil as Danhausen likes to call him. Um, I think <laughs> punk punk coming back is, is the smartest business move you can have, especially, um, I think it's smart. I know some people are going to complain, but I think it's smart, uh, until the tensions wear down, which I hope they can just wear it down and realize, listen, this is a business we got to get along, but it is smart to keep punk on collision and may, and keep, you know, the elite on dynamite. Um, just to keep that tension down. Um, but it is a smart business move, um, bringing Punk back and teaming him up. First match, his, his match back with FTR. Um, and like Connor said, getting him against a match with someone he has history with in Ring of Honor with Samoa Joe, but also with mm. someone like uh, Jay White, who a lot of people are talking that CM Punk, um, as I've been reading, is very high on Jay White. And he's and he's one of the people he really wants to work with, you know, in the company. Um, and then you talk about storylines you can carry on from from that, um, you know, with with um, Wembley coming up. I mean, the talk of the town right now, like you said, on the dirt sheets. But hey, the dirt sheets are dirt sheets. But the talk of the town is CM Punk versus Kenta. Uh, I think that that you add that match to the already two matches you have on that card, which is Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay for the uh, NWGP uh, United States title. And you already got uh, Okada versus Danielson. Uh, so you had Kenta and CM Punk, right? In that card at Forbidden Door. Not, I'm, I'm at Forbidden Door, not Wembley. My bad. You're good. We got you. But at Forbidden Door, you had that match. And, oh, my God, that, that arena is going to be sold out because there was a three solid matches with, with some of the top professional wrestlers in the whole world. Um, right there. I mean, those are your three main events right there for that pay-per-view. So I think CM Punk, I mean, I, th I think it's a smart moves, getting them back, getting them in a, and it's smart getting them in a, in a, th uh, a six man tag. Um, it gives him time to, you know, get back from the ring rust that he had with not only his time off from his suspension, but also from his injury. Cause people have to remember he was also, uh, uh, um, having an injury, uh, recovery. I think it was his elbow or something. He was having an injury recovery from his elbow. So I think that the, him coming back, I think you're going to see a lot of good storylines coming all, coming along, not only to Collision, but Dynamite. We're seeing it already in Dynamite. So I, I'm pretty excited to see CM Punk come back and see what he can do. Yeah, it's it's definitely a crazy time for sure. I know we, we say that a lot in wrestling just because it just feels like ever since Brawl Out, there's been a lot of like negative energy and just negative, mm. just, I think just – almost like a bias in a way where it's not really fair on AEW. Yes. some of the booking decisions, we could go into a whole podcast and we probably will eventually <laughs> on some of the recent booking decisions. I know we've discussed it in a few other watch alongs, but um, I think they're not, I think they're, I think some people are just still hurt about what happened and think they know what happened. So I think now it's like, you have the time to actually, I think if I was punk, you have to be real. You have to lay that dirty laundry out onto 
in the ring and be like, hey, like, you know, the elite was not cool. They were releasing stuff in the dirt sheet just to get numbers. Like, just start out with that. Start out hot. Keep the two groups separate and just build that storyline slowly, slowly, slowly. And then have something big happen towards Wembley. Because I think you kind of have to, I think you need to pay that off. And I think the elite and FTR, I think they want to do business and get this match done. Dax has even said, hey, like, this is the biggest match that possibly could happen in AEW history right now, just because of what happened. You know, look at what happened with Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett. You know, heck, there was a lot of cheating and adultery, but they were able to put that aside and work together and make lots of money. And I think that's kind of what AEW needs to do. And I mean, what, what, what you also think about Lane too, with that too, with the, and we talk about it a lot with the business side of it is, you know, putting the differences aside, you look at um, even back in some of the old days uh, back, back in the eighties and the nineties, some of those, some of those guys had beef, you know, so, um, uh, if I can remember um, back in ECW, uh, Tommy Dreamer and Raven did not did not like each other in real life. They they didn't get along, but they worked with each other on ECW because it, it drew the crowd. It made the business better. Um, you know, you had uh, some of the old '80s, you know, WWF guys. Some of them hated each other, but yet here they are going WrestleManias, wrestling each other, and everything like that. So I think I think you were on a point there with with getting these mat the the match you know set. Yeah. Like I said, I think now it's you have so much going on, so much big things happening in AEW. Um, I know Connor is just jumping over the moon, um, as you guys know that he's probably the biggest CM Punk mark on this podcast. Um, like one of these days, we got we got to do like just, we're gonna start clipping and we're gonna show the clip that we got into a fight over after brawl out. Um, oh, yeah. Connor, how are you Ooh. feeling with CM Punk? Are you like super stoked? Are you about to about to just wear nothing but CM Punk shirts and have and watch nothing but collision or are you, or what do you think? Do you think it's going to help both shows successfully or do you think it's going to have a start of steam for collision and then kind of taper off to where dynamite's at? Uh, just to be clear, I'm not crying about this. Uh, <laughs> if you say I'm watering, I, I just got a comment on something that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> but about CM Punk, well, yeah. uh, I'm still going to watch everything that uh, dynamite rampage uh, I'm, I'm still going to watch everything, but uh, I think Collision will be. Uh, I went to a lot of guys that's coming back. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to get to see the House of Black a lot more. Uh, Andrade's mm. coming back. Miro, Scorpio Sky, Thunder Rosa in some capacity. Um, I'm actually, I actually just bought a CM Punk shirt uh, a, few, <laughs> a few days ago just to have it in time for uh, Collision. Of course uh, you did. I'm really, really excited for CM Punk to come back. Uh, I've been watching a lot of his old matches on uh, Honor Club, and the Punk and Joe really mm. stuck out to me. Uh, but also Raven and Punk, uh, the dog collar yes. match, it was really, really mm. good. It reminded me a little bit of uh, MJF and Punk with a lot of the promos and a, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the real life stuff that they put into it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how else I can express how much I, I uh, I'm excited that Punk's back, but I'm really, really, really excited that, that Punk is finally back. 
Yeah, let's just say when me and Connor talked off air, like every time we brought up CM Punk, his eyes just sparkle. He's got the smile, the passion <laughs> uh, back in wrestling. You know, that was I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, there is something about CM Punk. Um, and after we after after I'll say my statement, uh, we'll go to the comment section and kind of uh, go over kind of what our comment section because our comment section is just blowing up. Um, but I am so glad that he is back. Because he was like one of the first wrestlers that had me sold on wrestling. So I'm glad and happy for Connor. I'm happy for all of us that we get to share the experience of the debut of CM Punk. Um, also, guess who finally joined us? Because he's, you know, fashionably late. Michael, how you doing, buddy? It's nice to meet you finally. Uh, nice to meet you as well. Uh, yeah, I'm tardy to the party. But <laughs> I want to concur with everyone that... Uh, yeah, CM Punk's the best, and I'm excited to see uh, CM Punk. Yeah, Con- Connor's got some competition Nothing on here really with Michael. Besides, I'm excited. <laughs> are we gonna have? A, we gonna have yeah, we're gonna have like a, we're gonna have like a we're gonna have like a CM Punk versus CM Punk match. Um, once, the new, uh, once the new game starts coming out, to see who's the better CM Punk fan, and we'll we'll, we'll have that'll be that's another fun venture we should we should do is eventually get into Twitch streaming and stream that game. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, Michael, yeah. it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Um, are you excited for Collision? Like, what's your thoughts about rolling into Collision since I've already asked the other guys? Oh, I, I'm excited for Collision. Uh, as I said before, you know, the CM Punk show has me excited enough as it is, but I'm also excited that the other wrestlers on the show, FTR, Miro, Andrade, Thunder Rosa, I think they're all great wrestlers. And I think they're going to make this show even better. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um, so, Connor, uh, once let's go to the comments. Actually, you want to pull up some comments for us to go over and kind yep. of comment, and then we'll and we'll continue on uh, the show from there. How can we do that? Uh, yep, uh, Cody says Joe versus Punk Four. I'm super excited because I know that was kind of what rumored had it that was going to happen with uh, Punk coming back. Um, thanks, Pro Wrestling Goat. It's a pleasure. Jason, good to see you again. Missed you. Beard, <laughs> Beard and Wonder Buddy. There we go. Uh, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, hi. Good to see you, Brandon. Uh, Davis, what's up? Good to see you. Uh, he agreed with uh, Zach's comment from earlier. Um, how are you doing, Connor? Good. Good. I'm pretty good. Good. Um, Jason is excited for CM Punk coming back. Um, I, I think we all are buzzing about it. Um Let's see. And let's see. We got to ask, what do y'all think about C- – what do you think CM Punk will bring when he returns? How do you feel about his return? I think we kind of answered that a little bit with how we feel about it. Uh, but I feel like he brings that star power to the show. Uh, Mike Morris is really excited to have Punk back. We are too. How? Oliver yeah. wants – oh, Oliver wants – ooh, that's a dream match. That's, yeah, that's a, that would be a good trios match, yeah. So, yeah, Oliver uh, put uh, CMFTR versus House of Black. That would be a good one, especially for full for uh, full gear. Um, Five stars. Yeah. yeah. If, if if you don't know, uh, pro wrestling goat is uh, is a Zach. Um, Hi. <laughs> Hi, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just trying to fuel the fire. Yeah, per yeah, se. yeah, fuel the fire, man. Keep yeah. it going. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Mike. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Him and that other guy should stand. Him and that other guy should stand next to each other and just share tears together. Yeah. I'll be crying too. I think, like, I was so excited when CM Punk came back. I was legit, like, in tears. You have so much with CM Punk. And you know what? 
wrestling, you're supposed to feel emotion. So for you mm. people making fun of the Miz girl for pouting or the CM Punk <laughs> crying guy, like you just don't enjoy wrestling. Then you're, if you don't, if you if you're you're either just a really 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 bad casual fan. Or you just don't know how to show emotion. Like these are big things that are happening in AEW or wrestling in general. Like we it's should still be real to me, damn it. So yes, you know, it's 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 one of those things that I think that's one thing that people forget is we gotta show emotion. I think it, we need to get excited about stuff like this, even if it's WWE's, you know, great balls of fire pay-per-view. I think we need to just bring the excitement back and start. And just start getting excited for wrestling again. Or even if it's just like one small match on Dynamite, I feel like that's something that we need. All right. So um, what do you guys think of like con-wise? Do you guys like see anything negative about having collision um on a Saturday night or in general? Like, do you guys see anything that's that could be better, could be worse with how they've approached it? Or do you guys think that you know once collision happens, we're just gonna go straight to the moon with a rocket ship? I think I think collision should have been on Thursday. Not Saturday. That's my only gripe with it. Because I don't... That's Saturdays. I don't know if... Again, it, I think it's been a long time since we had Saturday or a wrestling show on Saturday. But I want to see how, how it's going to play out. But I do think Collision would have been way better on Thursday. I, I agree with that. Um, I think the hard part is... Especially with a Saturday night, a lot of people are going to be out. They're going to be with family, friends. Mm-hmm it's kind of a hard time slot. I feel like they would have got shafted either way. Uh, I, do, uh, I do think ticket wise, they're going to do better. Cause uh, rather than, rather than during the week, uh, they're being live. It's going to be live every week. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, live events would probably be way better. Uh, TV ratings that's remained to be seen, but I do think live events will be way better. Well, yeah. well, if you look at it from a TV ratings, if people are out, if they can make, uh, you look at some, you know, business locations, some of them make have like, TV deal with with some uh, because certain uh, restaurants and certain bars sign um, contracts with certain networks and mm-hmm. certain uh, well certain like Comcast and you know all that stuff and they carry certain channels so you could have that on at like a restaurant or a bar restaurant or whatever so people could still be watching it while they're out you know you don't have to be at home to be watching it but That's having a great it on point. A, yeah. But having on a Saturday too, I think was, I mean, you have to remember back in the day when SmackDown launched for WWE, you had Raw on Monday and SmackDown on Friday. You had all these days in between where nothing else was going on with, with the company, with they had nothing else on. Well, now you have, uh, you have Dynamite on Wednesday, now you have Rampage on Friday, and then you have uh, Collision on Saturday. You're already you've already got two one two so now you've got uh, uh, five hours of just AEW within a three to four day span. I think to concede with your point uh, with uh, instead of like being spaced out, I think another reason why I would like it on Thursday is because of um, Wednesday Thursday. I did like because a couple years ago I liked it better when Raw was Monday. And SmackDown was on Tuesday. I like that way better than Monday and Friday. That to me, just back to back wrestling and get it out the first of the week was awesome stuff. And I did like to see AEW would do the same. But that is a great point with the bars and stuff and restaurants carrying channels, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, like I said, when I when I, uh, when I was at a B Dubs, like I looked behind me, the TV on. 
Because uh, one of my buddies I was with said, dude, look what's on behind us. I looked around his old ring of honor. Like it was like oh, 2005 dude. ring of honor. It was like, it was like uh, Claudio versus like uh, um, Tyler black, no AKA kidding. Seth Rollins. And then the match after that was like Brian Danielson versus someone. And I was like, Holy crap, that's old school ring of honor right there. And I was just watching it the entire time. I remember during the pandemic, um, cause Texas is a little, <clears throat> was a little lenient with their uh, laws when it came to quarantine and it was, they kind of left it up to the business. So there was this bar we would go to beautiful outside patio karaoke. It's two o'clock in the morning. You know, we saw like about half hour left before closing time. And I look over and I see right before he made his AEW like first appearance, Jeff Cobb. I see Jeff Cobb walking. I'm like, huh, that's Jeff Cobb. And then I see Dan Housen pop up randomly on TV, and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, it was just, it was like, it was pre-pandemic time, but it was just like, at least the match was. And I'm like, this is so interesting. It was I always felt bad for ROH. I always had like the worst time slot. Um, mm. And kind of thinking about with kind of my next point, but looking at with um, AEW, I think, I think what people forget too is that a lot of people record the shows and watch and stream mm. it later. I think that yeah. it's something that I think we need to take into viewership wise. I think we need to see what those numbers are because there's times like where myself, where I'm at the fire department and I can't watch dynamite where I have to like, I have to record it and watch it the next day. Or, you know, it's like, I think that people forget that there's going to be recordings and I think that's going to help AEW a lot. Um, what about you, Zach? How do you feel about being on Saturday? Are you pumped? Are you excited? Are you gonna, you know, watch it every week and you know, just, and just not ha- and just and just just power through a Saturday night on on wrestling and then or, or are you kind of gonna have to play by ear on that one? Yeah, um, you know, definitely, definitely having a, a one one year old son, I, I do love the age that we live in because yeah, you can pretty much watch whenever you want. Um, you know, and, and I'm thinking, wow, what a what a great Father's Day gift. Thank you, AEW, for uh, launching this on Father's Day weekend. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do. I like I like having it on Saturday night, um, especially, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old now, so I'm not going out, you know, partying enough like I used to. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> raise the roof. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like it. It's something to watch. My wife loves pro wrestling. So now it's like, Hey, we can make like a date night of it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Awesome, man. I, 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 it's going to be an exciting time for sure. Um, I know that we're going to try to live stream it as soon as, um, what? like basically as soon as like, I know we're going to do the first episode for sure. I think we'll probably do a special. So um, didn't know if Connor already announced it on the show, but we are going to be doing a live stream for the debut of Collision. Got to pay, got to plug the channel, you know. At least we're not mm-hmm. doing every five seconds. Plug our merch, plug our merch, plug our merch. But you know, <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights that I'm super excited to be a part of. And oh man, I'm just super excited for Collision. Um, Connor, what about you, like Mister AEW Shield? Um, what do you think about the pros and cons of it? Do you think it's going to be a great show? Do you think it's in a bad time slot? Like, what's what's uh, what's your take on it? I swear I'm not crying. Uh, <laughs> some people in the comments, please uh, keep it appropriate. I don't know if anyone else seen it, but I uh, I I took care of that. Uh, it's not on there now, but uh, uh, pros and cons. Uh, some things that. Like uh, Zach said, uh, 
it being on a Saturday, uh, sometimes people don't do things on the weekends, or uh, it's easy to watch on a weekend compared to the during the week because some people um, they work a lot during the week, so when they get home, they're exhausted, and sometimes they don't even watch anything. Uh, and for ticket sales, uh, they might do better in ticket sales and ratings uh, with Collision because lots of fans uh, will go to a weekend show like a. Uh, Around here, indie shows on a weekend, they do pretty good. Uh, mm. But I think uh, they might do better with ticket sales and ratings for Collision. Uh, I think for the few, first few episodes, Collision will do pretty good. Uh, really, the only thing is ratings. Uh, you're going to have to watch for but I think ticket sales are going to do really good. Because uh, a lot of fans would are, are free on the weekends normally to go to a wrestling show if they're in their town. So they'd probably go to it during the weekend. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, and it's I, like and it's gonna be live every week. Uh, Collision will only be taped once every so often on a Thursday, uh, but Collision's gonna be live for the most part. So there's think, um, yeah. there's one more concern. WWE now ho- holds their pay per views on Saturday now. So yeah. I wonder how that's yeah, gonna be. Do they have the uh, interviews like once a month still, or just? Yeah, once a month. So I wonder how those Saturdays are gonna be when uh, those pay per views hit. Just split screen it. That's the uh, that's gonna be the only concern is with that. But uh, I know closure will be taping sometimes on Thursdays. Uh, so mm. yeah, oh, I f- cool. I forgot about WWE doing their pay per views on Saturday. Um, but I know, like, yeah. with attendance-wise, it's going to be a lot easier to, like, go see the show and not have to worry yeah. about waking up early in the morning because for work. Yeah. Because last few times I've gone to AEW, it's been, like, midnight, 1 o'clock, <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning once all the tapings are done. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be a good thing, at least for live attendance-wise. Um, yeah, I, that's but, why I take off two days of work every time I go to a wrestling show. If it's like Wednesday or Monday or something, same. <laughs> yep, yep. Because work screwed me over one time, and my fiance does not let me live this down because she's a huge Chris Statlander fan. Oh, and we got meet and greet tickets right, and my shift was supposed to end at a certain time. I was getting ready to leave, and they're like, "Oh, we changed your schedule. You had to work an hour later." I'm like, "You didn't tell me this." Oh and so we, we miss Chris Stanlander's meet and greet by five minutes. And she has mm. not let me live that down. Wow. But that's I don't have nice. to worry about it because now I have a job that's pretty lenient. But yeah, nice. don't fans in the comments and fans watching, do not do not let your fiance or wife or significant other or best <laughs> friend down with work and miss their favorite wrestler. Do not do it. I promise you it is hell. You'll be paying for it later. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like I said, so I'm true. Just, words of I, wisdom. Yeah, words of wisdom to live by. Uh, look at that. You're getting life advice here on the All Elite Zone. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot that's going to happen with this new show. Um, main event wise, do you think it was the right call doing, do you think should it have been a singles match like with, between Joe and Punk? Or do you think that having, you know, the Bullet Club? And Joe versus CMFTR. Like, do you think that's, that's the right call to end your show? Oh yeah, that's a great call. You don't want to blow your load or in one <laughs> show. You want to like carry it all through months. So like, you don't want to do Punk and Samoa Joe like night one. That could be a pay per view mm-hmm. match or like 
an, another collision down the road. So I think they picked the perfect match. Um, like I said, like I said earlier, it's a good call because uh, it brings Punk back into a, tri- a trios match where he doesn't have to be in the ring long. He he can start, you know, re- rehabilitating himself in the ring and getting that ring rust off, you know, in his six man tag. Um, so I think it was the right call, and I think it was the right call against the, the opponents because you could do a storyline with Joe and Punk on a collision. You could do, you know, Jay White and and a Punk storyline, you know. Um, and you could have an FTR. I, I mean, look at it too, because uh, rumor mill going around is that uh, new members for Bullet, uh, Bullet Club Gold, which is, uh, um, yeah, uh, is going to get new members. So it's like hmm. there's so much storyline you can do with the, with just those six guys alone. You know, FTR, I think, has already passed their whole um, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Jay Lethal feud. I think that's pretty much oh, pretty much done. Um, so it's time for them to feud with another team. And I think bullet, uh, bullet club gold would, would be a great storyline for them too. Cause I saw rumors that the ass boys were going to, uh, cause some issues. And apparently they're going to be joining up with, uh, with yeah. Jay white and Jesus Robinson. So I don't know that that'd be an interesting combination right mm. there, but I think you kind of have to, I think you need to bring prestige back into bullet club. I think like something is going to happen between Collision and uh, Forbidden Door with Bullet Club, from at least with Japan too, because you know, I, looking at Jay White, you know, he's kind of got kicked out in New Japan, him and Juice. So I, I'm excited to see because that was my biggest gripe last year with Forbidden Door is you hardly did anything with Bullet Club, Bullet Club. or the Gorillas. Like you, you had like potential stories that could have blown people's minds or blown their loads, and you just didn't do it. <laughs> I, w- I will say uh, for the main event, uh, you can do a lot of things with it. I know uh, some people today, this is going to be an early, short program, but you know, Punk versus Jay White will be really, really, really good. Uh, as Adam said, he's taken the liking of Jay White. Uh, but my prediction for the, the end that Kenta is going to join the, the Bullet Club Gold uh, and he's going to GTS Punk. Then we're going to set up for Punk and Kenta at Vindor. But Yeah. Something's gonna happen for sure. I'm excited, Zach. What are you you, you excited? For? You you getting excited, buddy? Um, I I don't know if I can um blow up a load per se. <laughs> um, but, but I do agree. Yeah, there's so many storylines that can come from this. Um, and I love that I'm a part of this community now because I've always loved New Japan, but I never really had the resources or the ability to watch it. So I, I agree. I want to see uh, Bullet Club kind of get that prestige back because I never really got to see that in real time. Um, and I think FTR can give a can give a bit of a rub to uh, Bullet Club Gold, and that will kind of build up that storyline. Um, it will be interesting to see, yeah, what what the Ass Boys where where they end up, you know, because in theory, if they join bullet club then they can take that tag spot and then juice and jay white can kind of focus on single stuff um because i definitely see jay white becoming an international champion breaking that streak um just the theory um so yeah but yeah and i love ftr who doesn't uh so (laughs) seeing them tag up with my with my boy cm punk it's gonna be yeah awesome so, um, PD, uh, I just see him. He just put a, a, an interesting comment. I was actually about to get to this too. Um, he's excited for FTR versus uh, Bullet Club Gold. 
And then he asked, what about a brand split? Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think we need a full-on brand split like how WWE does it, where you have two separate rosters, or do you want them to kind of cross, you know, you know, cross-contaminate each other, so to speak? I will say, WWE doesn't know what the heck they're doing. They got the Raw Women's Championship on SmackDown. They got the SmackDown Women's Championship on Raw. They've already broken the whole brand split. So, but I think with like I think hasn't even been six it. weeks. Yeah, no. Like, I know. It's almost as, it. I it's like watching. they went back to like what the Authority days when they had oh we yes. can have like one or two or four guys on and on SmackDown and we can have like half the SmackDown roster on Raw because SmackDown had the better talent at the time. Then they kind of fooled themselves online. Rules. Yeah, like, like but they called themselves in a lie too. They said that Roman Reigns is on. SmackDown, so he can't challenge for the title. But Paul Heyman said that he can't he he can't challenge for it because uh, he's on he's a SmackDown guy. But really, the real reason he can't challenge for it is because he's not going to be there every week to go for it. But uh, for participation championships. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if I was going to do it, which I think this is the way it's going to work, uh, you got Dynamite's roster and you got Collision's roster. Uh, champions will be assigned to a brand because when they lose a title, they're going to have to be associated with the brand. But I think all champions would cross-brand. Uh, then uh, they, they they trademarked the transfer portal. So I'm looking for that to be something. Transfer uh, portal? The transfer portal. Uh, um, the, the NCAA mm. basketball does that. They, they trademarked it. Uh, so, so, good idea. Yeah. I was gonna say, so that they they did trademark that, huh, for AEW? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So that, cool. that could be something like every week, someone like maybe uh, Joe goes to Dynamite and Kenny Omega comes to Collision. Uh, I think a brand is gonna be a benefit for everybody. Uh, more people's gonna get used, more storylines. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how they do that uh, with everything, but I'm for a brand split. The my my opinion is my opinion is uh I think AEW needs a brand split more than WWE because AEW has a, a bigger roster and I think they benefited benefited more and I think WWE needs to go back to having a unified roster and having one champion for everything because their roster isn't as bloated per se AEW definitely needs it so I think they should definitely do a hardcore brand split like back in the day old mm-hmm. wwe that's i think they that's what they should go for well i think with especially with aw we have more stars than just wb because wb has pretty much all their eggs in one basket mm-hmm. they have just that that those few stars like you know the rollins the styles but then they have and if you know few of the women but then there's not many like that could you could see oh my gosh they could beat uh, Roman Reigns the next night. Maybe besides Cody and Brock and and Sami Zayn with AEW, you have basically the best indie talent, the best sports entertainers all under one roof. And I agree with you on that, um, Mike. I think you need to have. I think you need to have the hardcore split, and then have a few. Every once in a while, have you know have it cross you know different promote you know different you know brands, especially with Eddie Kingston. I think Eddie Kingston. Like I, I miss him on mainstream TV. Oh well, so I feel like he's one of those too. Speaking of Ring of Honor and Rampage, uh, I hate to cut you off there, but oh, you're fine. Good. but talking about the brand split, uh, 
I know people was talking about how how's Rampage gonna work. Like how else people gonna be on that? So Dynamite Films Dynamite Films uh, Rampage. So people that don't get used on the Dynamite two hour show will be on Rampage and then Collisions weekly show. They'll uh, if they don't get used. They'll be on Ring of Honor. Okay. Uh, they'll film ROH before and after. So awesome. Just thought I'd point that out. Yeah. So basically, it's kind of similar to what they were doing currently, besides yeah. without being in Universal Studios. Are they still yeah. doing that, or are they kind of stopped? Uh, uh, I know the dark shows they can't. They axed uh, to cut back on uh, revenue for for Collision. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think uh, their last time at uh, Universal, this last time they went a week or two ago, that was their last time uh, there. And they'll, because uh, they filmed two weeks worth, and tonight was yeah. one, and the next one's next Thursday. You got. Well, it's coming really fast, Collision. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Shoot, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming that they're going to be doing full-on uh, episodes before and after Collision. We are one week away, folks. Mm. Almost one week away. Oh, man, I'm so excited. So uh, thanks, Petey, for uh, your comment. We really do appreciate it. Um, man, this is it's exciting. Um, going to plug Connor and I's draft series that we've been working on for the last few months, but um, I think that's going to kind of show kind of why you need this second show. Cause we recorded at the time, the first three episodes right before yeah. the announcement of collision. So we kind of had a hunch that was going to happen and we <laughs> kind of used the rumored name. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, we had some insights, just, um, but we kind of sat down and we actually broke it down how you could do two separate shows, how you could do the, you know, the pay-per-view and specials. So it's uh, like I said, it's gonna be a lot of fun when we see that come about too, and also see how it kind of pairs to, you know, what AEW is gonna go doing forward with this show. Um, do you guys think we need another big title, or do you think we should just use the North Atlantic Championship? No, no, I that that's my issue with most companies is you're adding too many titles and to a, to rosters that are already overcrowded, and it's almost like participation trophies. It's like we don't need to, we don't need to keep handing out titles to everybody. You know what I mean? I mean, I I, I I'm I'm glad they're getting rid of the the two belts that freaking Paul Heyman was carrying around for Roman gave him one actual title. So now you just have one actual undisputed title and the World Heavyweight Title. It's the same thing with AEW. You you got one heavyweight champion. You got one international champion. One TNT champion. It, it's simple. Um, read an interview today about uh, Maria uh, Canales Bennett saying, oh, I would love to see women tag titles. No, please, God, no. I, I, I mean, you see the mess that's going on over in WWE with their women tag titles. They're, they're, they're not even relevant at all. I, I have no idea who the champions are at all right now. Um, so it's like uh, the titles are enough right now for AEW. Your focus right now should be on storylines. Um, cause, cause you got one coming up really well now, now with the world title with Adam Cole and MJF. I'm, I'm so glad that's going to be a story. Now. I think a lot of people are waiting for it. Um, the promos, I, I actually went to bed as soon as that promo was done. Connor knows I, I was so tired last night. I took a muscle relaxer. I'm like, I need to get some sleep. So, but I went to bed as soon as that pro- that that segment was over, and I, it got me chills. I was like, "Oh my god, I want to see this match now." Uh, so I think I think you don't oversaturate your your company with titles. 
you, you need to oversaturate it with storylines. And that's what Collision is going to do. Collision is going to be another weekly show where you can go with these storylines. So, yeah, I think we're good on titles. You know, uh, I saw a report from Big Meltzer earlier. Apparently, Triple H is bringing more titles. Like, I've seen a few reports about that. And it's like, I'm like, no! Why? They don't even know what they're doing with their brands for. They need to get everything. We need less belts overall. Uh, I'm so tired of the two world titles stick in WWE. We need one belt. One yeah. belt and one belt only, like like the old school days. I don't. I hate yeah. two belts. <laughs> oh my god! I was yeah. okay with it, you know, back when Raw and SmackDown were obviously two separate shows when we had the World Heavyweight Champion, the WWE Championship. But like Bully Ray says, do you want to be the World Heavyweight Champion of a championship belt that came from a company that no longer exists, or would you rather be, you know, the WWF, you know, champion? where all the greats like Hogan to Cena war. So yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we need any more belts. And I feel like you could have like your, if you want to main focus a belt, just do the North Atlantic championship or the, or the, or the TNT championship. The only time two world title belts I felt ever worked was the first few years of the brand split of the original yeah. brand split. Cause they treated triple H just as much as they treated Brock Lesnar. They treated them the same. So they were, it, now they, you know, Roman Reigns is the better, treated better than Seth Rollins. It's it's just obvious who's the number one guy is. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that, like, you know, like you, you don't want Roman Reigns to lose. You want him to beat Hogan's record. You want him to hold that for at least a thousand days. Because um, I can't remember. Do you guys remember what Hogan's record was back in the day? Oh gosh! Do not ask me that. I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's like a thousand and four hundred days. That's the ro- the record they're going for now. And it's like we're gonna get there. And it's all and it's all to spite the guy too. That's the only reason they're doing this reign for Roman is they dis- because of the spite for Hogan because he has such fallen off with WWF. They're like let let's just erase. That's what they do. They erase people. They erase people. Yeah. That's a company that that doesn't want to acknowledge past. Crap. Whereas AEW, they've got the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah. They're remembering Owen Hart. Yeah. You know, and he never even wrestled for AEW. But it's just them honoring the history of professional wrestling. It's it's sad. You know, Absolutely. it's really sad that that I'm glad Martha's I'm glad that Martha was able to heal and actually let them do it. And I feel like how WWE handled, you know, Owen's death, I feel like that of course put a black stain on WWE for her, but to have AEW be like, hey, we want to help your foundation. We want to help you raise money. Like, we want to bring awareness to Owen in his yeah. life outside of the tournament. Um, you asked, uh, you asked how, uh, Hogan's yeah. title reign. His, his title reign is 1,500 days. Yeah, Roman's going to beat that, isn't it? He's going to beat like Jaws. He's going to beat, you know, freaking the mech from, you know, Power Rangers. They don't have Goku and Superman. He ain't gonna beat Bruno San Martino though. That that's that record's no gonna stand for a long time. For uh, a yeah, long time. I hope it does. That's like five years. They're gonna like the only person that they have left is Randy Orton from the go against. And Randy Orton might not, might not even come back. Yeah. Um, I, look, I'm a big fan of Roman's current run, but like I really it his run, like with the belt now, is obvious stat padding. He's not there to 
at all. Like he has what when's the last time he defended the belts? WrestleMania? He's not going yeah, to defend it again until mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he's not going to defend it again until SummerSlam. Then after that, it's like the Saudi show. Then it's Royal Rumble. So if <laughs> it's it's just obvious stat padding at this point. It's it's sad because I yeah. feel like you have you have a good storyline with the bloodline. It took me a little bit to like actually enjoy it. Uh, especially when Sammy <laughs> got a little oozy, like that's like okay, this 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 stuff's actually funny yeah. and coherent. Because for me, like that's I love how MGF has done his run, but that's because I feel like he's had a lot mm-hmm. at least better quality matches than Reigns. Roman Reigns just he's a, he's a Hogan. He's he's a John Cena. He's he's a star, and he doesn't yep. need to wrestle absolutely or even be on TV. You know, people so, give so MJF crap, but look that's, at Reigns. Reigns is doing the but, same dang thing. But, but MJF does it so well. He doesn't yeah. have to wrestle every week, and but he still shows up. And it's genius how they do it where they say he's contra- contractually obligated to be there. <laughs> like, well, it's a great – it is so good. You don't see that with Roman Reigns in WWE. They're like, oh, we have to have Ro-. – no, Roman shows up whenever. And he's barely on the TV. Your main title guy is barely on TV every week, but here's MJF. He doesn't have to wrestle, but he's present. He's on the mic. He's creating moments. You know, last night, I don't know if you guys realized it. I didn't realize it until I saw a TikTok of it. But last night, MJF did a similar promo of how Adam Cole did it in NXT. I just, I saw that. So I did not oh. notice that until I saw a TikTok. So it was a it was a storyline between Adam Cole and Karrion Cross when Karrion Cross was was the NXT champion, and Adam Cole basically said the same thing that MJF said to him last night, and you could see it in MJF's face last night. He was smiling because he knew he's like. Holy crap. (laughs) He's like, I don't know if I should smile because you remember that promo or laugh because it's so good. Oh, so good. I didn't know. I I didn't know that. That was a really good point. Point out. Yeah. I didn't either until like, I basically about an hour before we went on air. I saw that. I saw that, that, that TikTok at him. Yeah. So I think it's. I think that's. A, I, I, I was like, dude, this is just. This is great work from both guys. Um, oh. Michael, what do you think about? Just real quick, what do you think about like the Roman Reigns storyline? Do you think he should have dropped the belt to Cody at Mania, or do you think, or like, what was your take on that? Because this is the first time we actually had to sat down and actually speak face to face. Um, I do think he should have dropped the belts to Cody at Mania. Because it make it would make a lot more sense for what he's doing right now, but mm. I could also see the argument why he kept the belts, and and it's and the only reason why I see the argument is because well first for him to lose the belts, the bloodline has to disintegrate, and that that that's his that's his that's his whole thing. Once he loses that, then he loses the belts. So if they wanted to drag it out till Mania 40 and Cody beats him there, I, I can I, I would get on board with that, but I have a feeling that's not gonna happen. So therefore I'm probably, gonna happen. I'm probably gonna hate it. It's gonna be Roman and Cody, WrestleMania 40, and Jacob Fatu will will be out of MLW and he's gonna help Roman win. Each WrestleMania will have someone new from the family join the <laughs> join the game. <laughs> oh, oh I right. hope not. Students like watch Roman Reigns can offend it. At WrestleMania 60, and his daughter's gonna debut. 
I guess Roman's doing something right because we are talking about Roman Reigns on all the podcasts. But you have to yeah. because, because if you want to talk about AEW and what why they're different from WWE, you have to bring up the champions. You know, we, we go from these conversations of we need more belts. Uh, these guys as champions, but you, you kind of, and it sucks because that's the wrestling community we live in nowadays is that one group of fans is going to bash the other company and vice versa. When in realistically, you should be talking about both companies because both companies are both thriving right now, you know, especially post pandemic. They're, they're selling out shows. They've got champions. They've got storylines going on. Rest, even in other wrestling promotions, Impact's got some good storylines going on right now. Ring of Honor's got some good storylines yeah. going on right now. MLW's got some. Triple A. So last Friday, when, when Mr. Jacobs and I was doing Rampage last Friday, I said, I'm very happy that they're featuring the AAA Mega Championship right now and, and featuring mm-hmm. all these Lucha Libre wrestlers on TV because American audiences don't get to see it very often. And so that's the one difference I like about AEW is their help promoting and put matches on with wrestlers from other companies when they don't need to. WWE will never do that at all. Yeah. You know, I know Ethan just put a very common line. I know we've we've all thought this way. Um, Ethan says WWE will always make money despite itself. WWE has sucked for years. It will never improve product because they make money. Um, I know I've said on the podcast yeah. a couple of times that sometimes it does feel like it's a circus in a way, like the you know Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey kind of mentality where you're not going to go see Bobo the Clown. Um, this is something that this is something that Bully Ray. I I, I took this from him because it stuck. Where you know you're, you're going to go like you're not going to you know you, you, people can go see WWE. And they have that lineage. They have that longevity where they'll keep going. You know, aside from, you know, Reigns, Rollins, Cody, I'd say Sammy and Kevin at this point, Ronda Rousey, what you know, Becky Lynch. What's up? What do drop? Mm-mm. Not going there. Don't don't make me go there. I'm, trying to be re- I'm being respectful. I'm, I'm the good guy. I'm, what I'm, have I'm, I missed? I'm like Tomatonga. I'm the good guy. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to look positive, like about WWE, because there's been a few times I'm like, "Dang, this is great!" Like they, they have some good things going for them, especially Cody's yeah. hard times. Cody's going through some hard times, <laughs> baby. Um, I was my really bad Dusty Rhodes impersonation. I'm sorry, y'all. But have you? <laughs> have you think... just seen the impersonator that does Dusty Rhodes? Oh, that would be yes. amazing. Like, like, have you like have you guys oh seen the gosh. guy like? Like he's the guy that goes to these conventions. And he's a Dusty Rhodes cosplayer, and he sounds I've, just like Dusty. I've seen him. I've oh, seen videos I, of him. Yeah. Yes. Went, I want to meet up, that man. He went up to Ric Flair and did that and did that, <laughs> and then he's. Oh gosh. If, be, if you haven't seen, I definitely recommend watching that. Yeah. It was really funny. But um, I like I said, I feel like now, like I think now we, do, we don't need any more belts at AEW. I think now that I like, the, I like <laughs> this comment. I would um, say titles should be cross branded for AEW, or they could have all titles on a brand and just the world title as a cross brand. That, and I can, think Zach, Zach actually Zach actually liked that comment too. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Idea. I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah no, so, absolutely. Yeah, 
it needs that prestige and it has that i mean good good gosh they've built that title with so much prestige and mjf is continuing to put that energy behind that title so yeah yeah i definitely want to see it kind of fluid you know here's one last comment uh Ooh, okay. We can do a fantasy booking. Do you guys want to give one match each and and, and um, go from there? Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, Punk versus Joe. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, what about the first show? We already know we're getting Punk versus some kind of Joe in capacity. First show. Uh, uh, yeah. That's interesting. I would say the... I'm going to just say action. I'm going to say action and Johnny. Versus Andrade El Idolo. Oh. Foul the Andrade. I'm going to go with... Um, oh, yeah. The I'm new guys. Or- I'm go with Orange Cassidy versus Miro for the International Ooh. Championship. Oh, dang. That, that's a bang. Dang it. Good. Mm, Connor, I'll do, Connor, I'll do you one better. I'll do Orange versus Miro versus Andrade. Triple threat for the International Championship. Whoa. Ooh, snap. Ooh. We get some good fantasy booking. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Talking about Mera, I want to see him like go against uh, uh, Luchasaurus or uh, or uh, oh gosh, the TNT champion. Oh, and Wardlow is like the like hybrid man wrestler, pro wrestler, like huge and can do all this high flying like. Yeah, amazing stuff. So I'll, yeah. I'll tell you that spot, that spot with the ladder at double or nothing with, mm. uh, through the table was probably one of the greatest spots I've ever seen a big man do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, what you thinking, Mike? I can see your wheels turning. The only thing I could come up with besides anything with Punk is Miro and Orange Cassidy, but Miro has to win the belt. Yeah, That's what we had come up with. Yeah, I think whoever I think you have to. I feel like Orange has had a great run, but I think it needs to be at the tail end, or else it's going to turn into not as bad as Jade's run was, but it could potentially get that way. And I get why Tony has a lot of you know. Basically, Matt Hardy said it best. He has a he has that same relationship with Tony Khan that Undertaker had with Vince McMahon. So, yeah. but I think I, I think that. it's time. I think it's time Cassidy kind of. I think he, I think he, it's time he loses the belt. I think it's in due time. I think it, it's kind of not dragged on, but it's getting close. No, but it goes back to it goes back to what Zach said about bringing prestige to a title. I think I think Orange has done that with the international title. I really do. Oh, yeah. with, with his with his twenty four success uh, successful title defenses, he's brought some eyes on that title. So it's only fitting that someone like Nero or someone like Andrade uh, could take it off of him. You know, and do and keep that prestige going, especially someone like uh, someone like Andrade, who um, you know can uh, uh, actually no, he can't because his contract. I was thinking because <laughs> I thought he still had his contract with uh, with uh, AAA or whatever Mexican promotion, but I guess they had a yeah. falling out. Um, but I mean, you can see it with Miro because I'm I'm pretty sure Miro would be a great international champion as well. Yeah, I think Miro's the best yeah. person. In the- Kind of like how he won the TNT Championship, going on a really dominant run. Oh, that's that was his redeemer. That was his redeemer storyline that I freaking loved. I yeah, that. it was oh so. Mira, good. that was one of the balls that that AEW did drop. I can't believe it's taken this long to get Mira back on TV. Well, it was injury yeah. too, because I think he was injured yeah. for a while. 
So, but but again, I agree. It, it took him a while to get back, but I think it was per, it's perfect timing with Collision to get him back on now. Now, my question is: Is Lana coming with him? That's a good question. Oh, that would be awesome. Or sorry, CJ Perry. I forgot that's her real name. Sorry, I kind of broke kayfabe there for a second. I know uh, Miro doesn't have <laughs> any partners, does he? Well, he well he had Kip Sabian, but they're not. Audio. Yeah. He was the best man, so yes, he had kids. <laughs> I was going to say, if there was someone else that Nero had, and of course, Orange Cassidy has best Chuck Taylor and, and his whole charade of people. Well, interesting though, because think about it, they did they had him kind of split last night. Like they were, I think they were teasing it. Think about it, because Orange Cassidy was not even involved with the uh, the trios tag match. I was going to say that C.J. Perry crosses uh, Orange Cassidy, but if you wanted, I mean, as you said, you know, they teased a little bit last night. Hmm. Chuck, <laughs> well, Chuck E.T. or Trent takes it. That'd be a fun one. Or them costing. Mm. Or costing, right. yeah. You know, yeah. like I said, there's, yeah. there's a lot of things that could happen. I feel like that's going to steamroll into a – something big's going to happen on the show. Sides yeah. from the main event. So definitely make sure you guys come back and check out our watch along for that one. Um, yeah. That one's going to be insane. I'm, I'm super stoked to have Miro back. Um, Scorpio mine, Sky. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Scorpio Sky, especially. You know, I'm glad that he's healed up and I'm glad that he's took his time to come back and be healthy. I just want to see a storyline between Britt and Thunder Rosa somewhere down the line because they've. He, they had you know all that dirty laundry on you know the AEW All Access show. Kind of need to do something. Well, that, like that that also depends on on the extent of Thunder Rosa's back and injury. Um, I kind of see her if she's not cleared. I can kind of see her being part of the broadcast team for a while on Collision, being like the female Renee Paquette <laughs> that <laughs> Renee Paquette was in NXT and Raw for a while, um, and seeing someone like Thunder Rosa. You know, doing doing commentary with with Excalibur and maybe Jr. Because um, we also don't know that we also don't know who's going to be part of that broadcast team on Collision. You know, we already know that Jr. rotates with Tony Shavon a lot, um, so we don't know if they're going to have that too, where they have the same commentators for Collision as they do Dynamite. Maybe you get you know Tony Shavon being you know taking the reins of the Excalibur role for Collision. Do you guys think though maybe we might need some just some fresh blood, like some younger like commentators in there? Um, like, what do you think about that, Michael? Do you think we need like some younger guys, or do you think we should kind of keep what we have currently with our announce table and just have like either rotation or have Jr. on one show and Tony Schiavone on another? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, some new guys would be great. Um, I think while they have Jr., I think they should use Jr. as much as they possibly can. But that really just depends on what he wants to do because I know he's, I know he's getting up there in age and he's probably wants to retire. I, I don't, I don't know him personally, but if if that if I was in Mister Khan's shoes, I would I would like to use Jr. a little bit more. Yeah, because I'm not sure if it's due to his health because I know he did have was it skin cancer last year and he was I still think so. Yeah, I think he was still recovering from that. Um, in a way, I can I can see Jr. leaving like commentary full time either coming out like he was for WrestleMania or like mm -hmm. the bigger shows or have mm -hmm. him do just the sit down interviews 
where you can, you know, you can have him come out for like one or two appearances a month, have where he, that way he's not having all the wear and tear on his body. And that way you can get all your shots done within one or two days. Cause you know, kind of, you know, pulling back the current a little bit. Sometimes they do more shots <laughs> in one day for different shows, but you know, you know, looking at it, but if you look at it, I think it's something that I think JR might be done as a commentator probably at the end of this year. I don't know. I think through and through, I can't complain about the commentary too much. I, I do like Taz on commentary, but I can't overall. I don't really. I do know uh, this year, sometime this year is JR's 50th, 500 years, I mean, 50 years of him commentating in pro wrestling. So uh, his contract expires pretty soon. Uh, 50 years. That's crazy. Are we, are we talking about the, the collision commentary team? Yeah. I uh, I like this one. I don't know what he does anymore, but Joey Styles. I don't I don't know what he does. Ooh, Matt Stryker. Bring Matt Stryker over. I liked him for some Oh reason. yeah. I love I, I loved I loved Matt Stryker and Lucha uh, Lucha Underground. He was oh. with him and Vampiro on, on commentary. I freaking loved it. I oh, loved it. I forgot it. Vampiro was I forgot yeah. he was Dude, I Not, missed yeah. that show so much. Yeah. Who was the guy uh that used to be in WWE. That was really good. Um, What's it, Marlo? Marlo? Mar- yeah. Marlo, yeah. They need to get him. It, apparently was- what happened with that is, I guess he was bullied by, yeah. uh, oh, by, that's right. by John Bradshaw or something. Like Bradshaw <laughs> yeah, like right. bullied him and he felt attached for his, like, his, his depression and stuff. So he's like, I'm done. So he left. Dang it, JBL. If anyone's ever in Dark Side of the Ring, uh, sometimes JBL got he he got what came to him. Uh, we need to do a whole, we need to do a whole episode on JBL. He's a great performer. Yeah. Uh, sometimes his just 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 watch Dark Side of the Ring some of the stuff he's done. Uh, but I think yeah, uh, shout out to them. Great show. I think, uh, yes. I think Nigel and Ronello and Jim Ross would be good. That would be JB, good. That's something with um, looking at just JBL is just. Just a freaking prick. He's an ass. Oh, you know? You I was going to think about at least Owen. Like, Owen's ribs were funny. The thing is, they were funny, and, you know, yeah. you were not full-on outright bullying and harassing grown-ass men. Did you see what he did in the uh, Eddie Guerrero feud? <laughs> no. You wouldn't get away with that these days. Uh, Connor, why don't you explore? We have time. Why don't you <laughs> tell a brief synopsis please, of the story? Please, yeah. uh, this is not my... Uh, view on things but this was jbl's storyline i don't know he might feel that way in real life but they're they're in the feud of uh jbl and eddie guerrero jbl i don't know if it was real like they they actually went to the border i don't know what he i don't know how they did that but he it, it was him at the border and these people coming through and he said oh gosh all right not my as i said not my view on things but this is jbl's words he said, "Take your ass back over there. Don't and don't you cross this border." Oh my gosh! Oh my JBL said that. <laughs> yep, he said. Uh, it. I was SmackDown two thousand four. It was, it was yeah, it was mid it was mid two thousand it was mid two thousands. They could do shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> he said it. Oh. Yeah. Well, he also, there was also uh, some really bad. I've seen some really bad w- stuff with w- like Triple H and I know uh, that was really bad. I know JBL. How the network? I know JBL hit Eddie Guerrero's grandmother or someone. At a live event. 
Like that feud was really entertaining. Wow. I don't know if that was his views or not, but he did it. I'd like to know the backstory of how they actually filmed that. Like, was that actually at the border or what? That, that would be interesting to, to know. Yeah, that's, well, I, think, I think we'll never know that. I think, I think that's going to be so buried or deleted <laughs> off Peacock. It's not even funny. Oh, there there's like some really lives. bad stuff I've seen like this week. Like, like they people have gone in, fans have gone in and found stuff that will never make it to Peacock or on the WWE Network just because it was so bad in the, like, you know, during the Attitude Era. And in the Ruthless <laughs> Aggression Era, there was some stuff in the Ruthless Aggression Era. Like, how the heck did they get away with this? Don't forget yeah. about, you know, Heidenreich, you know, his nice little poem to Michael Cole as he as he did some very violent stuff to him and pressed his mm-hmm. hair gently. You know what? Well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> with Peacock, like, they even got ECW stuff on there. And ECW was so, so beyond, like, what you could show on television. Like, and yet it's on Peacock. Like, it's the only reason I have Peacock is I want to watch old ECW episodes because I miss them so much. Like, that's why I give you all makes you think of uh, MJF because he says it's like the Nikesha stuff. Uh, he says stuff that offends people, but he does it so. He does it where you hate him, and then you want to see him get his butt whooped, so you keep on watching. Yeah. That's what MJF's good about. Like, kind of like yeah. Chris is a perfect example. He hates MJF with a passion, but he keeps on watching because he wants to see him get his butt whooped eventually. Yeah. It's still real to me, damn it. It's still real to me. But uh, for commentary, uh, I think the perfect fit, if you, if, if you couldn't get Ronello. Uh, maybe get Matt Stryker or someone, but the perfect three I think would be is Nigel, uh, Nigel, Ronello, and Jim Ross. That'd be a good combination. Could you yeah. imagine? My God! And oh my God, he's going up to the top rope. What's he gonna do next? My God! Mama mia. You said it best. Oh my God! God. My God. <laughs> Mama mia! That's that's what I miss from from is his Mama Mia. You know, that, that, I loved it. I loved it. I respect oh, him as a amazing. talent, but I could not stand him in WWE. But I don't know if it's just because of how he was being chirped in one ear. I had a hard time watching his. I don't stuff. know about. I don't know about his WWE stuff. But his NXT stuff. Oh, it, it sounded like he was gonna. He was like Jim Ross a little bit. It sounded like he was gonna have a heart attack. Like how how loud. He, he yeah, NXT was, was made for him, and yeah, he wasn't as annoying. You see. The worst one <laughs> is oh, Pat I know McAfee. I know Pat McAfee that. was the worst commentating WWE ever had. Like, I just, I could not stand I'll t- the guy. I'll tell you, and I, I love the documentary, The Rise and Fall of ECW, like the night that Paul Heyman came to Raw to do commentary with Jim Ross. And oh, it was the no same, I don't know if you guys remember it. It's on the documentary. Heyman's talking about it. So the, it's the segment where where Vince is in the ring making Trish strip and you hear a line from Paul and Paul Heyman says this, this was Paul Heyman. This wasn't me. Paul Heyman goes, Hey Ma, I came to Washington and I get to see Bush. <laughs> That's bad. Like I said, these were comments he made. Said, he, said, he, said, <laughs> he said this on a raw. But he, it was funny because on the documentary he goes and he quote, uh, quoted on the documentary of Rise and Fall of ECW he goes he goes well, who's going to get me in trouble the boss is in the ring I've got everybody else backstage like chirping in my ear but they can't do anything because the boss is in the ring 
you know <laughs> so that's like, that, and that's when paul was like he's like that's when i realized my ceiling in wwe from ecw where i couldn't go yeah you know that was the thing about it he went from you know the most probably uncensored wrestling promotion at the time to Vince McMahon's juggernaut. So yeah, poor Paul Heyman. I'm gonna have to go watch that documentary now. Thanks, Adam. No, yeah, Why no. It, the Rise and Fall of ECW. It's such a good documentary. Yeah, because that's one yeah. that I feel like was very sad about. That WCW could have been prevented if the network wanted to keep it. At least from what I've from heard from actual fans, not just um, people that were huge, you know, raw fans back in the day. So. That that'll be a, that'll be a fun episode we'll do here in the future. Is I'm gonna interview. I don't know if we're, if we're gonna have a full panel or if I'm just, we're gonna do uh, Zach Adam and um, Mr. Jacobs and sit down like what it was like watching during that time because I was barely born. Not trying to make you guys feel <laughs> here, but I was barely born during that time. So like I had I only know it from what I've seen from WWE and then what I've seen from actual WCW fans like the hardcores. Um, so yeah, well, well, we have that um, somewhere down the road here, probably in the next month. Um, but as we start to wind down, I want to pose you guys with this last question: um, What do you guys think about doing a Survivor Series type show? Do you think that would be something that would work, or do you think maybe just do like a special like Anarchy in the Arena or a Blood and Guts match, or do you think we should do like a full on brand warfare? Like a. Uh... Like kind of like an elimination like, tag from like Survivor Series. You know how like with Survivor Series, yeah. Um, you know how like they have like champion versus champion, you know, yeah. and then have like the big matchup at the end between both rosters. You're, you're kind of oh, you're talking about you're talking about Collision versus uh, Dynamite. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I know. Yeah, what's I'd love to see on, that, but uh, it would be really, really. Cool. Uh, if AEW had like their own survive, basically call AEW Civil War. Really, that's what you're gonna. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> call if you can call it anything. You could do the three, yeah. you know, week special. You know, Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, and then wasn't there one more fighter themed show? Fight for the Fallen. Uh, yeah, so Not like something like that. Like yeah, but do like a, do like that as your special. And then winter is coming. Winter winter is coming was another one that they they would do. So yeah. mm-hmm. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. I would slate it to be like like a special like fighter fest and fight for the fallen. I that's what I would I would do. But because I feel like that's the hard part with Survivor Series. It's such a prestige name when you have something like that. But what only happened what recently where it was. You know, brand versus brand, what, made last 20 years, I want to say. Am I correct on that, Adam? Or when did you first start seeing, like, um, brand versus brand for that? Uh, The brand split in 2009, 2008, I believe. You you started seeing the pay-per-view bragging rights with SmackDown versus Raw. Um, And that, um, but, I mean... even now you're starting to, I mean, you, you pretty much have a, a survivor series style in AEW, but it's just called forbidden door. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. AEW yeah. versus new Japan right now. You're basically seeing it yeah. now with two different promotions. You know, you, I, I like the idea of doing inner inner company, like inner promotion, like a collision versus a dynamite. 
but the fact that they're introducing an American audience to New Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. is awesome. And the fact that they're doing a second one this year proves that the first one last year was successful. I mean, last year is where we got to see Claudio debut. You know, it was awesome to see him debut. Um, you got to see a great Fatal 4-Way match uh, for the New New Japan Pro Wrestling um, NWGP uh, the heavyweight champion. Or was it the U.S. title? Was it the 4-Way or the heavyweight? It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was Okada, Cole. Um, I'm trying to remember who the other two were. Uh, was it Jay White? What's his name? Oh, oh, yeah, Jay White was one. Jay White, and then what's his name filled in? Filled in. Um, I forgot another cowboy style guy from MLW. Uh, Hammerstone. Was it Hammerstone? No, Connors. It was Connors, wasn't it? Yeah, he was in the uh, wasn't he in the international championship? Uh, no, he was in that fatal four way. He filled in because I think someone who was supposed to be in it got hurt, and he filled in in that four way. Yeah. It was like two day- you could Google it, but that I kind of remember it was Connors. But yeah, no, I think it's interesting that you could do a collision versus dynamite. You just have to figure out how to do it. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't want to see the wash yeah. rinse repeat of a champ versus a champ to see who's better. Like yeah. I like the idea idea of keeping the storylines going for each brand on on the show but also maybe have like a traditional you know four people from dynamite versus four people from collision you know and just and doing an elimination or do it a a texas tornado kind of style you know yeah Yeah. no i I like that adam it's almost like do the, the traditional survivor series match and then Whoever's left over at the end of the match, they go on next week. So if it's like all four, it's a four-way, three, you know, three-way and so on. And then the winner of that maybe gets, you know, to to face the, the world champ or, you know, one of the titles. Yeah. Um, what about you, Michael? What do you think about a Survivor Series-themed um, show between the two brands? Uh, I've, I've been trying to think of something, but I don't. I don't think it works, in my opinion, because to me, with WWE, when they do Survivor Series and they do the brand versus brand, they have something to work with because they do a pay-per-view every month, and they have the Royal Rumble and stuff. So it boggles my mind that it's just brand versus brand, but there needs to be some stakes involved. Like, why should Raw care about beating SmackDown? There should be like some prize involved. Mm-hmm. Whereas AEW kind of has like, only five shows a year and i don't know how they could really work that unless they do it on dynamite or collision or they bring more pay-per-views but those pay-per-views are freaking sixty dollars fifty dollars so yeah. i don't i don't know what no, to do yeah, yeah. Especially, they lower especially, the prices yeah i think well, yes it's the hard part it's like we were so used to paying what ten dollars a month for or sorry 9.99 <laughs> a month for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that that stuck in my head from Triple H. Just, I swear, he came out every week just doing the nine ninety nine. Oh yeah, they had no shame. Are you uh, back in back when I was growing up? Those those old school WWF pay per views were only like thirty five bucks. Yeah, like back in the nineties, like when I, when we when I got the Royal Rumble in ninety eight, like it was like thirty five plus like tax. Well, I didn't pay for it. My mom paid for it because I begged her to get it for me. But like, yeah, no, it's just, it's just, yeah, pay per views are. I, it's not just AEW pay per views. It's WWE pay per views as well. Everything's so expensive. 
You know, if you don't have Peacock, you have to order the pay-per-view for WWE. Like, it sucks. You know, and you're already paying a price for streaming for Peacock to try yeah. to get the streaming service for it. So you're paying monthly fees there. That's going to add up at the end of the year. You're already paying what you would pay for a pay-per-view. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I paid $10 a month for Peacock to watch these pay-per-views, and I still get three-minute commercials, and I hate them. I hate it. That's why I don't watch them live. I watched WrestleMania with a chip on my shoulder because I saw Cinnamon Toast Crunch ads for Rey Mysterio and Dominic, and I hated it. Dude, that ruined the whole match for me. That took me out of that match. They, yeah, it was not. It wasn't worse. It all. wasn't worse than the Mountain Dew blackout match. I'll tell you that. Much. Gosh, why'd you bring that up? <laughs> I mean, that's why we haven't seen Bray Wyatt in like how many months Poor now. Bray. I really yeah, think well, he got I screwed. I think WWE look- would be the company to do a Mickey Mouse clubhouse match and have the bouncy <laughs> house in the ring. Well, hey there, buddy. It's Roman Reigns <laughs> versus Goofy. <laughs> we talked about that before, didn't we? Of course. <laughs> Oh, she's gonna spear him! Gosh! <laughs> Acknowledge me! Gosh! Oh he, he just, Reigns just put, you know, Elias through the announce table. <laughs> I, I, I'll top off topic. I, I've been to both yeah. WWE and AEW yeah. shows, and WWE is so much prettier to look at in person. But oh my god, the shows feel so. It almost feels like I'm at work when I was working for a really? corporation. It, it does. It, like you get the little pop music with the WWE Amen. superstars are friendly and like we are friendly, and I'm like, oh yeah, god. that family package. <laughs> we are family friendly, and then you turn over to AEW, and Moxley's bleeding for the fiftieth <laughs> time on TV. Oh man, some yeah, some of the words. Freaking Arn Anderson using. just biting, you know, biting someone's thumb off. I don't <laughs> and like. I I don't care that WWE is PG. I just I I hate that it feels so corporate. Yeah, I think that's kind of no, where a lot of people have turned them off. You know, you have the diehards that are still watching in their families and generations and generations, but for us, like as a wrestling fan, it just feels too polished. You know, yeah. I, I miss mm-hmm. the days when you could improv in the ring you know i missed i missed those days that's what aw i love it has different style there's different action but i just don't need to see a drop down toe hold every five matches you know or the see- stage the stage is a literal led wall Oh yeah! I hate when they did the the SmackDown anniversary, and all we got was the was the graphic of the of the fist. Like they didn't bring back the like you know, the old SmackDown. Yeah. No. All we got, all we they got still was had the fist yeah. in the warehouse. They could have brought got. it back for one night. I mean, I will was- I will give them respect when they did the. <laughs> uh, I will give them respect for the one thousandth uh, anniversary of 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 Raw. They did bring back the 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 Raw letters. Yeah, as as homage of when they start, I will give them that that much. But yeah. I enjoy the atmosphere of an AEW show. Granted, I haven't been to one since the one in Nashville, but I've been to a WWE show, and I don't know why, but I enjoy the atmosphere. AEW is what WCW and ECW wanted to yeah. be combined into one i mean they tried it with the invasion angle where they had ecw and ecw and wcw as a team against team wwf Mm -hmm. and it was it was something that should have worked but didn't 
Now you have AEW. AEW is basically combined WCW and ECW with a little bit of Lucha Libre and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. into one. And that's why I enjoy AEW. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like last week's Rampage. I mean, that show could have been a pay-per-view on its own. Yeah, I I totally agree, Adam. Absolutely. Well, I think, too, when you go to, like, the events, too, like, I have met so many friends at those events. Like, I maybe spoke to one or two people at WWE. Um, but I met a couple people at the WWE pay-per-view, but um, and, and when we've gone. But it just doesn't have that same feeling. It doesn't feel like we're close with anybody. It just feels mm-hmm. quiet. And it feels like, well, cheer, but quiet. When I went to the AEW, yeah. I remember when I heard um, – like we were waiting for, we were waiting for uh, a Hook and Taz segment. This is when Hook was about to debut, and we're sitting there, and Taz and Hook come out before, and the crowd just starts chanting Justin Bieber at Hook, <laughs> and and dude, and Hook is trying not to break character. Taz just says, "I'm gonna break character." Starts embarrassing him, like messing with his hair. He grabbed the mic before, you know, because, you know, during a commercial break, <laughs> he's like, y'all Texans are funny. <laughs> he's like, he's like, boy, now I'm looking at you. You kind of look like Justin Bieber. You need to start gaining muscle. It was just something like that. Where, like, I'm, yeah, I those, like, those little things like that. And there's been times where MJF has cut some of the best promos, but we'll never see him. I've been uh, we'll to AEW in Nashville, and I've been to AEW in Greensboro a couple years ago, and they were both. I thought they were both fantastic shows to attend, and way better than attending a WWE show live. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I was uh, the, the one in Nashville that I went to that I actually, you know, that Connor and I connected afterwards. Connor, you were there. Nobody was sitting during that Mercedes Martinez thunder rosa street fight nobody everybody was standing and being being active in it like it was so exciting like it was the crowd was into that match no one was sitting one thing i noticed with with wwe is when the crowd stands for one big move and then after it's done they all sit back down it's like it's like dude you're watching a great match you should be standing up if it's going all over the place and it's being crazy you need to be active in it and that's i guess that's the difference i see with crowds with wwe and uh, AEW. my wwe is lucky that they had a good crowd for backlash oh my god oh that puerto rican crowd was crazy i like to see the energy i I like that better than wrestlemania i thought they were longer than the stadium full of people Let's yep. uh, AEW go there. That'll be really, really, really cool. Well, I think, I think that, I think All In at Wembley is going to be a really good show. Yeah. I think you're going to get some good reactions. Anytime, anytime a wrestling promotion goes international, they're going to get some good reactions from the crowd. Doesn't matter if it's WWE or AEW, they're going to get a good reaction. That's why all those shows for Collision in Canada. They're gonna get great reactions from the Canadian crowd because the Canadian crowd understands professional wrestling. Yeah, that, for yeah. sure. With the Hart Foundation, you know, the, the whole Hart family dynasty up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm so jealous. I wish that was happening down here in Texas. I really wish, but I, I'm, I just gotta be patient because I got spoiled last year. 
Um, but other than that, guys, I'm super excited for Collision. Um, I'm excited for all of us to get on stream and talk about it. So uh, that's going to do it for Talking Elite this week. Um, it was awesome to be back, and it was a pleasure uh, to have um, Zach and Michael on. Um, Thank you. Brandon says uh, he's got Talking Elite's back. I am too. Thank you guys so much for your understanding and patience. Um, next week's episode, I'm going to announce that here in just one second, and it's going to be a very, um, it's going to be a very good one, I promise. Uh, Connor, Connor and I are fine. We're, we are good. Uh, we won't go into details. But we're we're good. Um, China, that would be I know that be different. Uh, sure, be different. Be I prefer Japan. Yeah, Japan or yeah, Japan would be better. Well, be they have well, they have that they have that episode of Dark Side of the Ring when they did a uh, I don't know if it was it was the North Korea episode. Yeah, yeah and they talked about that. Oh, I have to watch yeah, that was. I love that. That was. A, that one was good. Yeah, that one. You, it was crazy. Yeah, about the tensions you get there. Yeah. Like when yeah. the wrestler saying we could barely leave our room because security was right outside the door and told us what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, think, yeah. I know. I think Brandon was referring to that. Uh, the the CM Punk stuff. But uh, yeah, we're fine. Uh, yeah, we're Brandon. we're good. We're, we're, we're good. About. Yeah, like I said, it was just a mental health break. I'm fine. Yep. I'm doing good. Anyways, um, so thank you to uh, Zach and Michael for both hopping on. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure to meet you guys finally and actually uh, sit down and Same work with here. you guys. Um, thank you. So thank you guys so much. Um, and, of course, Connor and Adam, thank you guys for coming back. I appreciate the love yep. and the support both you guys um, have brought back into the show and you know it was a great show i had a great time tonight um we're gonna try to make sure every friday it's gonna drop on spotify so yep. if you guys are listening on spotify um we do our live recordings mostly every thursday unless something comes up where i have a fire station um shift where i that's another thing i did in when i was kind of to my break i was training for firefighting so um awesome. so i might have we have to do a pre-recording for it for a thursday and, and friday special but yeah. we'll cross that bridge when it comes, but we'll, like I said, we'll be recording live every Thursday. So come on in, you know, drop you know, your, your comments down below. And for those of you guys that commented, thank you guys so much for all the love and support you gave us tonight. Uh, thank you guys for your, all your great points, your questions. Uh, make sure you guys keep that up. Um, if you guys want to as well, make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter at all elite zone one. Um, we have a whole new updated look. Thanks to um, Connor and Michael. They have both been kicking ass. Uh, behind the scenes thank you guys so much for the new graphics um they look great so and connor's been just doing some great work as well but michael just really kick ass man like great work man thank you absolutely yeah like i said whole new look for the all elite zone and for talking elite so he's put a lot of time and effort into that um so make sure you guys do that also follow us on spotify uh make sure you guys also use the hashtag talking elite and also use um, hashtag all lead zone. Um, put your questions there. We'll you know respond to them on Twitter and here on the show and our live streams. So we're gonna we're gonna be more involved with our community, and we want you guys to help us grow. So make sure you guys share, you know, like this video, you know, make sure you tell your friends about it. Let's just keep growing because we have a lot of steam going. We have some great shows planned, some great specials, some great vlogs. Um, Connor, what do you got in the pipeline coming up? I know uh, I forgot to touch base on, on Wednesday uh, last night, but uh, next Wednesday we have an interview. Uh, ROH Dude. tag team, the Outrunners, uh, they'll be on here an, an hour before Dynamite. Uh, 
Yeah, they'll be eight. on from uh, turning the time, uh, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they'll be on an hour before Dynamite. Uh, they've been on ROH. They've been on Impact a little bit. They've been everywhere. Uh, I think in the next few years, you'll see them on TV, the AEW, because they got that uh, 80s. Like, they should have been in the 80s. Like, why are you in this time? <laughs> like, they're way past their, their time that they should have been. It's, it's kind of like Randy Savage was ahead of his time. Like, these guys are backward mm. in time. Like, they took a time machine and came to 2023. <laughs> uh, but they, but uh, they'll be on next Wednesday, an hour before Dynamite. Uh, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So, do you guys want to hear next week's show? Yes, we somebody asked about honoring... it. <laughs> yeah. um, we are going to be honoring the great Iron Sheik. Uh, fortunately, he did pass Ooh. away. Um, so we are going to do a very special episode uh, dedicated for him. We're going to talk about the life, his career, funny, crazy stories that we were talking beforehand about um, an interview I saw with him in the Macho Man that got a little out of hand. So we're, we'll share some funny stories about that. So uh, stay tuned to our socials and make sure you guys come join us for the Iron Sheik episode. And then the following week, we are going to be um, – hopefully building up to Forbidden Door. So we'll discuss anything Forbidden Door between our two matches. Hopefully we'll have some great stuff coming up between Collision and Dynamite to get us ready for this um, crazy, you know, cross-promotion pay-per-view. And also um, make sure you guys come back here tomorrow night uh, for our Rampage watch-along. Anything else, guys, that we need to add or say? All right. Thank you guys for joining us. That's it. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Love y'all. And my panel, thank you guys again. You guys are awesome. Everybody listening in the comment section, everybody listening on Spotify, YouTube, Podbeam. You guys uh, take care. We'll see you guys next week for talking the best jabroni there ever was and there ever will be. (laughs) We'll be talking Iron Sheet next week. So we'll see you guys next time. Good night.